Welcome to the 5-1 Volleyball Podcast, the best place to follow the stats, storylines, players, teams, and everything else in the world of pro volleyball. Today is a special episode because I think for the first time I will be joined by a guest, fellow volleyball expert Ogi, and we talk about Nations League, we talk transfers, do some power rankings, predictions, talk about the big stories going into the second Volleyball Nations League. We focus on the top eight teams of the Nations League, so if you want to hear about the bottom eight teams of our power rankings, check out the last podcast I did, the Volleyball Nations League preview part one. But if not, I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey, Ogi, how's it going? I'm doing well, Dan. How are you? Good. Guess what? You are my first guest on the 5-1 Volleyball Podcast. I'm honored, man. That's exciting. First of many, I hope. I hope so, too. I hope so, too. Anyway, I think we're going to have a great discussion today. Going to talk about Nations League. Going to talk about some transfers. I already covered the first eight teams of my power rankings in in my last podcast I did. So why don't you tell me if there's anyone different from you in this bottom eight group that I had. So I had China 16, Portugal 15, Um, I had Australia 14, Italy 13, Bulgaria 12, Argentina 11, Germany 10, Japan 9. Are, are those the same eight teams or somewhere else? So the only team I would I would bump up and take out of that that bottom cohort is uh, is Italy. Yes. Uh, though, though they are missing quite a few players, I think they're still they're still deep enough, especially when you when you have the likes of Ginelli and Balasso and Anzani Candelaro. I wouldn't quite put them in the in the bottom group there, though. Of course, with all the players that they're missing, they're I think by no means a contender. Uh, but maybe instead of instead of Italy looking at that bottom part, I would put either serbia or canada yep fair enough uh yeah i already got a lot of people saying italy at 13 is is a bit crazy but i guess the reason i put them there is just because that second outside position is such a question mark all those guys on italy like i would feel a lot more comfortable if they had one of those guys between cavuto and uh raffelli and one of those guys had actually had serious playing time and played well in the italian super league but you know we both watch the italian super league a lot not really any of those guys even though they're italians have gotten a lot of minutes, but so where would you put Italy then? Well, well, probably eighth. <laughs> probably eighth. Uh, probably eighth, just just because of the other teams and sort of the squads that they could put out and the, mm-hmm. the depth that they have. And just one more quick quick uh, point on Italy. Mm-hmm. He won't be in the first first few week roster, but uh, Gardini out of out of BYU is, is a player that I've watched quite a quite a bit. He's the son of um, Andrea Gardini, the legendary. Uh, Italian coach so he, he's going to be making his Italy debut I look forward to watching him like I said he won't be in the in the squad for the first few weeks but maybe third fourth week down the road uh, he'll be that second outside after Antonov yeah I definitely oh so you think he'll be the second guy even he's pretty young to still right he's uh 20 years old 19 20 yeah yeah him or Raffaele yes. I think they're pretty they're yeah, pretty I close, think those but, three I agree are the, yeah. the guys to watch Gardini too freshman of the year if I remember correctly yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. He's, he's got a lot of potential. I mean, good, big, good uh, volleyball family. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I'd put, I mean, like I said, I, I wouldn't quite put them in the bottom there, but I think Italy eighth is, is about as high as they could go. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't argue uh, too much with that. That's about where they finished last year. Okay, so why don't we start with the, uh, the top eight then? So I had Iran at number eight. Yeah, that's interesting. I would probably put them a little bit higher just because I think they will... 
focus on this tournament maybe a little bit more than some of the other nations. Of course, they don't have the Euro Volley. Um, from what I've managed to read in the Iranian news, it sounds as though uh, their big setter, Marouf, is training with the team. Uh, and then when you have guys like Musavi and Gaemi, obviously it's, it's a talented team. And, and I think one big thing moving forward for Iran too is the fact that a lot of their players have had experience this year in the European leagues. Uh, so namely, Abadipur obviously was a big name in Skra. Mirza Jampur and Verona as well as Manavijhad. So the fact that these guys have sort of, you know, yeah, been battle tested now. Monza as well, got quite a bit of playing time. Exactly, in Monza. So now that they have players that have... They've, played in Italy that have played in some of these big leagues I think I think it'll bode well for them um, in, in this international season does the season that Maruf had in Siena worry you at all though Siena being relegated Maruf yeah. a lot of people say he was maybe one of the main contributors to that it, it does worry me a little bit I just think that the familiarity that he has with this Iranian team of course prior to this season he played in the Iranian league so a lot of these guys have for, for years right. now, played yeah. together. So I think the familiarity is there to expect him to perform at a, at a higher level. Not quite sure what went wrong with, uh, at Siena this year, but I mean, as you mentioned, yeah. he, he was It was a bit bizarre because they did have a, a talented roster. Yeah, Hernandez at opposite, he's a beast. And yeah, things just didn't materialize. So I, I was surprised that they got relegated. So I'm, I'm wondering you, who you have at number eight then? Uh, Canada. Canada. Canada, not, as not, a Canadian. Uh, not the hometown team. <laughs> Don't believe. Well, look, I mean, it, a lot of it depends, too. I mean, if, if Vigras plays week in, week out, if, if John Gordon Perrin plays, then I I would consider bumping them up a little right. bit higher. But with the likes of Walsh at setter, uh, mm. Vernon, Evans, Vernon Evans had kind of an up-and-down year this year, had dealt with injury, didn't quite play every week. Uh, and then really Marr and Hoag are kind of your go-to guys. Uh, like I said, with Perrin and Vigras, I would put them maybe a little bit higher, but kind of not knowing the status of those two guys, I would slot them in at eighth. Right, it uh, seems like Canada, now. one of those teams that's going to focus on qualifying for the Olympics, going to focus on, you know, kind of other tournaments going on, Norseca, the uh, World Cup. That's right. Um, kind of, it's interesting that we're Canadian, so we have a bunch of young players coming up that we're excited about. What do you think, like Vernon and Eric Lepke, I know, played uh looked pretty good in the qualifier in the uh, sorry the friendlies against brazil do you think those guys will get a lot of minutes maybe uh dan and jimma might play a weekend or two that's the guy that i'm really excited about jimma from ucla he's a he's a monster he's a beast mm -hmm. uh also has kind of a side gig there going with his rap game on on social media yes. so kudos to him for that I, i'd I'm, love I'm to a fan see of kofi play. i'm a fan of kofi yeah I, i'd love to see him play i i don't know he didn't play in the friendlies against brazil so i don't know if he is in the squad, but it, I mean, if he is, I think he's the future of, of of the Canadian middle blocker position. I would love more than anything to see him at the Olympics next year. Um, yeah. As it's tough to say he'll be on the Olympics though if he's not even getting in on a, a pretty casual Nations League roster. That's right. I, I think. I, I mean, he has the potential. I think. I think to be the future like i said the future of the canadian middle blocking position but again i don't know what his status is as for the other guys vernon evans he can jump out of the gym i think he has all the potential in the world mm -hmm. um let lucky i don't know a whole lot about he did play he did obviously play against brazil he looked okay so i'm um, you know kind of looking forward to seeing more of him but you know yeah some some nice bright young players mm -hmm. and that's what this bnl is all about giving these young guys a chance yeah and that's why i think i like canada a lot the young guys, I think, are going to surprise a lot of people, hopefully. Um, but you're right. If Perrin and Vigras, they do so much for this team. And TJ Sanders, he's taken the entire year off, hasn't yep, really yep. played volleyball since, what, the Nations League last year almost. So 
Yeah, I didn't see much of him in, in the, this past club season. But I, I, I think if there's one position where you well, can force him... Well, TJ Sanders, he didn't play club at all. He, he was, didn't play at all, yeah. He was just hanging out in, I think, Calgary. I saw him a bit. Yeah. yeah. But if, if there's one position, I guess, where Canada does does have some depth, I mean, you do have Walsh, you do have Blankenau, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and Schreimer, too, who... Yeah, still young, but when he, he's already to have is your fourth setter. Like, he's a yeah, good fourth yeah. setter. Okay, enough about Canada. Um, number seven, who do you have? Uh, Serbia. 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 Okay, that's Serbia. perfect because I have Serbia too at number seven. Yeah, Gerbic, uh, Nikola Gerbic, their head coach, already said that he's he's strictly going to use the VNL to promote his youngsters. Uh, mm-hmm. in, in this first squad, there's no Atanasievic, there's no Uroš Kovacevic, no Lisinac, no Ivovic, no Podraščanin, no Petric, and no uh, Stankovic. So that's about their top <laughs> so 10 So that's there. basically all the Serbians we've known for the past uh, decade. <laughs> yeah, hey, you, you know decade. Their, their starting setter is in there, Nikola Jovovic. Uh, Dude, Pet- he's my least favorite player in their starting lineup. So that, I don't know if that... <laughs> yeah, he's, the, he's, well. the weak, he's the weak link in that lineup for sure. All right, so who do you think we're going to see it? Uh, uh, Nations League, we know. I know like their middle depth is crazy. Like their second line of middles could be the starting middles on a lot of teams. So that's that's that. Yeah, uh, Krasvanovic is is the first middle, and then Okulic as well yeah, played for Pauk. Both of them fantastic players. Both good middles. Yeah, and then actually at opposite, uh, Petkovic had a really really good year, kind of out of nowhere in, in Italy, I believe, for Sora, and he earned a move to Skra Belkatov. Yes. Um, so I think I think yeah out of nowhere maybe a bit strong because I think he did play really well the season before that too, but yeah last season what did he score like he, I think he was the leading scorer by quite a bit wasn't he Yeah yeah yeah, um, so he took kind of took his game to the next level. Yeah. Now other guys you have uh, you have Kotic who had a good year at Skra. Uh he's kind of their first OH, and then the regular Libero is there too with Mystorovic. So that that's kind of their core there. Yeah, that they're going to be going with for the first few weeks. At I, least. I do like Pekovic. I, uh, I don't think he's on the level of Atanasevich or uh, Lubrich, but I think he, he can score a lot. Like he got a ton of sets in Sora, so I think that league leading score was a bit deceiving because he he only really hit he hit in the low forties, so he wasn't exactly uh like putting Efficient, away every yeah. ball. But yeah, um, Milan Kadic, yeah, he was he was a decent player. I think their outsides. Uh, you know, make me a bit nervous because he wasn't exactly an offensive fa- powerhouse. So I think they might, like Sora did, have to rely on Pekovic for, for a large part of their offense. And then there is one more guy, Chirovic, too. He played for he played for Padova. Uh, wasn't oh, quite a yeah. standout. Wasn't yeah. quite a standout player, but he's probably going to be the second. Right, right. Chirovic, yeah. Yep. So solid team. You know, now now that we've talked about it more, I don't, I'm not I'm not as confident in Serbia if none of those guys play. <laughs> I didn't know it was that bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so number six, I had Canada, who we've already talked about. So I'm wondering, did you have Iran at number six? Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. So we had the same kind of three teams there, just uh, a bit of a different order. And then uh, I feel like you're going to have the same team at five as me, but we'll see. I had Poland at number five. I d- and this is really where it gets tough, because yeah. I think these, these top five teams have so much depth that it, it's it's really first of all it's hard to split them up and, and when we don't know exactly you know who's gonna play and it's it's difficult I, I think Poland has depth the depth to be a little bit higher um, I would put I would put France at number five okay. with no Ingapet with no Tanuti with no Ingapet with no LaRue uh, Boye picked up a slight injury so without See, those four I, I like the backups for all those players so much I think Brizard is almost as good as Tanuti I think like Cleveno and Thibaut Rosar, sorry not Rosar Brizard, the setter. 
Brizard, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Tebow Rosario, I think Trevor Cleveno, Kevin Tilly, all, like all those guys are yes yeah, in the YT. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, and Grabenikov is there too. I mean, I, look, these, these top five, I think, are there's a, there's a drop off after the top five. Oh, for sure. So I think really it could be any depending on who plays week in week out. It's it's hard to split. And that's the hard part about predicting this tournament. It almost feels a bit yeah. silly, you know, doing yeah, a power yeah. ranking preview prediction. But you know, it's fun to do because yeah, we don't know who's going to play week to week. We we've seen some of the first week rosters, not even all of them, I don't think. Um, but again, I think that's what Nations League like. It was we weren't going to get last year every year because I think teams went a little hard and they kind of paid for it later on in the summer. Exactly. Some, exactly. Some exactly. So I had Poland number five just because Vito Hainan has already said, "Hey, you know, we've got an incredibly busy summer with Euro Volley and the Olympic qualifiers, so we're not going to wear ourselves out. We know we have a lot of depth." So, but I, I think, you know, the Polish B team is going to be good still. That's why I had them number five. But I think it's going to be strictly their B team playing for most of the tournament. Yeah. And we know, yeah, so Kurek wasn't in this in this first squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we know that Leon won't be joining the team, I think, uh, until the end of uh, end of July, I believe. Yeah, I think he's, so, he's qualified right before the Olympic um, yeah. qualification tournament. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I have Poland, by the way, at number four. Yeah, um, yeah France it, at number four. So. <laughs> so, and it, it, look, they, they, depending on who plays, I mean, you have Lomac and Druzizga as your setters, uh, Konyarski, Muzai, Bolaj. I mean, oh, at opposite, they they could have their first five injured and they'd still be fine. That's it, exactly, exactly. So I think the scoring power is there. Uh, at the middle blocking position, they have about four world class middle blockers as well. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. And Kohanovsky is still young enough that we'll probably see a bunch of him. Same with, what do we know the injury status of uh, Bartosz Szwolek, who went down with an ankle injury? I believe, yeah, he had in the an ankle injury. Finals of the Plus Liga playoffs. He was named to the first uh, to this first squad, so I believe he's okay. training, and I think he should be fit, ready to go. Okay, so he again, another young player who's will probably see a decent amount of time. Uh, Zatorski, again, probably will miss it, I imagine. Um, what about their setter position? Are uh, Lomash and uh, Drija are they are they uh, in for the tournament? As far as I know, they are. I mean, if they aren't, then it gets to. Uh, then they are a little thin. You have guys like yeah. uh, Komenda and Janus from Scross. So I think after that top two... Close up, maybe. Yeah, maybe. So that, I think there is a, kind of a drop-off there after those top two. But at every other position, almost. Even at uh, even at a, at outside hitter, I mean, yeah. behind <laughs> behind guys crazy. like Kubiak and Salpuk, you have, you know, Kolek, Bednors, Slivka, Fornal. So yeah, what they, about uh, Bednors? He seems to be uh, training again. Yeah, yeah, he was in the squad coming off coming off of a decent season after uh, Nick Hogue uh, broke his ankles in the uh, Italian league semifinals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't laugh. It was it was a bad injury, but so they have options. They they have at every position. They have about four, five, six guys that they can choose from. I think Bednoy's though. He's going to want to prove himself after he got left off the roster for the World Championships. Like yeah, he's, he's not going to yeah. let that opp- opportunity uh, pass again. And and just just one thing I want I want to say about Poland. I mean, we know that they won. That they won last year, uh, they, they, this team is stacked, and the fact that we're adding Wilfredo Leon to this team kind of reminds me, you know, to, to use a basketball analogy here, of the Warriors adding Kevin Durant. Durant. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so a team wins it all, and then you're adding one of the best players in the world. It's it almost seems a little bit unfair. I know. Uh, we should be worried about Poland, especially because not only are their players right now good, a lot of their good players are still young. Like yeah. <laughs> Wilfredo Leon's 25. 
Kolhanowski is one of the best middles in the world. He is what, 20, 21? 21, I think, yeah. Bartosz yeah. Volek, one of the, my favorite, should going to be one of the best outsides in the world, too. Kind of seems like a heir to Michael Kubiak. So, yeah, <laughs> we're going to have to deal with Poland for a long time. Yeah. And it's it's interesting because volleyball is the number one sport in Poland. It's their national sport. So the fact that, you know, you're getting Leon, this team is set to be really a force to be reckoned with for the next decade at least. Mm-hmm. Especially 2020. They've got to come in. Right now it looks like they're going to come in as the favorites. Yeah. All right. So I had Russia at number three. I have the U.S. The United States at number uh, three. Okay. And um, so, so as far as I know, there's no Anderson, Christensen, Holtz, Russell, or Taylor Sander in this the first few weeks. For the first, yeah. But I, I am, I, like, again, the USA, like, all these teams really, really good depth. Yeah. yeah like, uh, Thomas Jaski, we might see back. TJ DeFalco, I think That's he's ready. That's the guy, I, yeah. I, 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 do you know where, I think he's in Vivo? Vivo Valencia, yeah, Valencia for, for next year. season. Yeah. So I, yeah, I've been watching him at uh, at Long Beach for for a few years now, mm-hmm. and he had a good international campaign last year. So I'm looking forward to seeing more of him. Oh yeah, he like we well, this was what his third year playing with the senior team or fourth year. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's been there a while. Like this is, he just graduated college, but he's not an international rookie by any means. Um, I think if they can just hold on to some place in the top six for the until the finals, I think they're going to bring most of their big guys out for a their first. Um, time they go to Chicago, but also their second time in the VNL Finals. I think you know you got got to have your the homegrown American guys there. Right? Oh yeah, if they make it that far, I think they're gonna they're gonna call up everybody. But so, it's maybe a good time to talk about that. Do you think teams like these teams like Poland, Russia? Do you think they're gonna bring their uh, top guys for the Nations League Finals, or do you think you know even if they make it, they're still gonna use kind of a group of younger and B team guys? It's hard to say. So, I mean, looking at the women's tournament, what they've been doing is these squads have basically been using their best players only when they play at home. Yeah. So they yeah. haven't been they haven't been taking them abroad. I, we may see that w- with the men too. Um, f- for the United States, you know, because it is going to be in Chicago, I expect them to you know call their players up. If they do make it that far to but call. At the, the same time, a lot of these it's a lot longer travel time to go to Chicago than say to go to the other side of France. It feels in Europe somewhere. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, living in Hawaii and California. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a, a good trip. question. It's a good question. I mean, teams will at some point have to prioritize how important this is to them. You yeah. know, if you do make it to the finals, so it, hard to say at this point. But at the really same time, is. the Americans don't have Euro volley this year. Like Norseke is a, they can do it in their sleep. Yep. Yeah, like World Cup, they don't. No, it doesn't seem like many teams are gonna even really. There's no Olympic spot, so. Not an important yeah. tournament, so this this could be uh, one of the the big one for the summer for them. You maybe actually I didn't qualifiers. I didn't I, I totally I didn't think about the finals being in Chicago. I didn't really factor that in, but yeah. now that you mentioned that, yeah, maybe I would have them a little bit higher. And of course, this applies to to some extent to Brazil too, because they won't be playing they won't be playing Euro Volley, and, yes. and the trip up to Chicago is you know a little shorter for them than it is for some of these mm-hmm. some of these other European nations. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I did not have yeah USA number one. I had Russia, who again a kind of a younger team, a deeper team. We know that they're missing Butko, like he didn't play in that last year's Nations League as well, and Grankin didn't play in last year's Nations League. But honestly, it looked like Dmitry Kovalev. They didn't really miss a step with him in uh, the Nations League last year, winning, beating uh, France in the finals. 
Yeah, and then other than Kovalev, too, Kobzar is there, and you have you have. And uh, Kobzar, how good did, did he look in the uh, Russian finals against oh, Kemerovo against Senna Kazan? That's a whole other story. Like, I mean, <laughs> speaking of Kemerovo, I mean, I don't even want to see Mikhailov. I want Viktor Pulatayev. Oh, I think all game, everyone every wants Pulatayev. Everyone does. That is the future of volleyball. Uh, he's. I, I want to see more of him. I want to see him every game, all game. Yeah, I think there's still a lot of like kind of you know, not, there's not a lot of casual fans of volleyball, but like you know, the average volleyball fan probably doesn't really know who who he is or how good he is because he is he is something else to watch. And and I'm surprised because uh, as far as I know, he was on loan at Kuzbas from Zenit Kazan, and now that they're sort of moving on from Mikhailov at opposite and and are planning on trying him at the outside position, uh, I'm surprised that they didn't bring up Pulatayev. It kind of seems like the natural evolution for him, and especially coming off you know the last few seasons, uh, a little bit surprised that they decided to go with Sokolov. Yeah, um, I'm, but, I'm surprised too. I mean, we, we'd have to ask a Russian volleyball fan what the like the contract status there, or like, because he hasn't played on Zenit Kazan for what for a few years now. Two years minimum, yeah. Oh, two, yeah, two years. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, Pulatov. I, I think Mikhailov will not play many no, weeks. I mean, no. he's he just played the Champions League finals. I know he's yeah. like a workhorse. He's an Iron Man. He never skips stuff. But I think yeah. And and Muzerski too. I think it was, he's he's injured at the moment. So I'm. Yeah, I think I read somewhere. Yeah. yeah, so he likely won't be factoring in. And then there's no Verbov or, uh, or Volvich either in the preliminary sports. Yeah, so who's... Well, Verbov is officially retired, so this is actually a serious issue for Russia of who their next libero is going to be in. Because like, we've seen Verbov pretty much at every big tournament over the last, you know, <laughs> however long he's been playing. Right? He's Yeah, he's been the whole Russian reception for, for a lot of games. Yeah, and, and you know, covering for a lot of mistakes for Volkov and Kliuka, who are, are not yeah. necessarily the strongest receivers all the time. That's right. And then kind of looking at their their liberal selections here, uh, not, not yeah, there's too no... many high-profile names. Uh, Golubev, Martinyuk, but... I'd say that, yeah, those are the two guys who, who I recognize and can picture them playing too. But, yeah, again, not, not top-flight liberos. So, we'll see We'll see if that if that has a material effect on Russia, it might, which is one of the reasons I have them at number three. But I think Klyuka, Volkov probably still play most weeks. They're still young enough, so. Yeah, and at, at the middle position, uh, Kurkayev, Vlasov, mm-hmm. two, two young, exciting middles. I expect them to play for the most part. Um, another guy, actually, that had a pretty good season at, at Kuzbas, you have uh, uh, Karpukov. So uh, he could he could figure in if Kluka and Volkov don't play every week. Yeah, he's a guy who could get some minutes in there. He's not a young guy though. He's a, he's a little older, right? Could be a little bit older. Yeah, I just yeah. Th- this is kind of the first season that I've watched him play. That yeah. I've watched him play yeah. regularly. Yeah. So uh, a few questions with Russia, but I think you know they're going to have the best wings almost every week. So, and I, I actually am personally a big fan of Kovalev. And we might even see some little uh, Pavel Pankov, who's another kind of Russian setter, younger Russian setter. We haven't seen a lot. Yeah, good so. serve on him. He's he's a yes. dangerous server. Very strong, very strong serve. All right, so yeah, I'm assuming you had Russia number one or number two. Number two. Number two. So number I two. so I know who your number one is then. Switch is the same as my number two. Yep. So we had a bit of a disagreement here in the top few, but generally we we're, we're both chose everything within the same tier, except for Italy. Except for Italy, yeah. Yeah, I, I think Brazil is, is the team to beat going into the VNL. As you mentioned, as we mentioned, they won't be playing in the uh, 
in the, in the Euro Volley. Um, they've released their preliminary, preliminary squads. The likes of, of Wallace and Lucarelli are there, Lukao, Maurizio okay. Souza. And then Leal is, is set to make his debut for them too. So, Yeah, it seems like they're taking it a bit more seriously than a lot of these other countries, especially the European ones. Yeah, and then speak, speaking of depth, I mean, you, you literally look at every position. Although, one thing worth mentioning is the setting position. Because not, neither Bruno nor William are in the preliminary squads. And I mean, as far as I know, the last decade, those are the two guys that have been there. So they're going to try something new out. They have uh, Sadas, Sada Cruzeiro, Sada Cachopa there, and uh, Tiaguinho. So that's that's the one question mark that I would have with, with their team right now. Yeah, and I like Cachopa, I, I'm a pretty big fan of his. I think he's a, uh, you know, he's got great hands. Like like every Brazilian, it seems like he grew up with a volleyball in his hands. Not, he's definitely not on Bruno or Williams level. And the other issue has like like William, he is pretty undersized. I think he's six one or six two, maybe. So yeah, he's, yeah, he's a little shorter, not a great blocker. So, but still, yeah, beautiful hands. Yeah, so that, I think that's that's the one slight concern I'd have. Uh, and then Allen at opposite two behind Wallace. I'm looking forward to watching him. You have Douglas Souza, who had a really really good season. He'll probably get some minutes. So as we mentioned, I mean, just just so many options at every position. Well, and Douglas Souza, he's ready. He's he was resting all season, playing behind uh, Conte and Conte and uh, yeah. Lucarelli. So he's yeah. he's got some legs in him, hopefully. And Allen Souza, another guy like uh, Politev, who maybe a lot of fans other than Brazilians maybe don't know who he is as much because he hasn't he's been playing behind a volleyball legend in Wallace yeah but yeah the guy I think like people will be super impressed if they see him play because he's such a dynamic opposite absolutely yeah absolutely I I hope we get to see more of him this summer Mm -hmm. too and then yeah so Brazil I think well I had them number two and like I could I could see them winning the whole thing for sure yeah I think like you know they're going to test out Lucarelli because he hasn't played with the national team for a while. They're going to test out Yoandri Leal because he hasn't played with the national team for a while. So they have excuses to play some of their best players where I think, you know, other teams might not have that luxury. Which two, I mean, outside hitters would you choose here? I mean, you have Leal, Lucarelli, Douglas Souza, Lucas Lowe. Like, let's say the Olympics for next week. Who are your two starters? Yeah, Mauricio Borges, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think like, I think we forget about him, but he's like, you know, he's a, still a solid player. Um, hmm. See the thing is like I don't know if like Yo Andre Leal and uh Lucarelli are your two best, I think. But I don't know if that's your like the two complement each other. Exactly, uh, in terms of passing and reception. Especially, you know, there's no Serginho on Brazil anymore, right? For years, I mean they relied yes. on him. He was their primary passer. Now they have the likes of Talis and, and Mike Quay, decent setters, uh, decent liber- liberos, but nowhere near Serginho's yeah. level. Well, not not many players are near Serginho's level. No. Uh, I really like their young guy though, uh, Mike Mike Reyes. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's super impressive. Maybe not as much in reception though. Yeah, maybe more of a uh, a defensive point or a defensive libero. Yeah. So then you have the USA as your as your number one. Uh, eh? USA is my number one. Wow. I still think like they still have a bunch of young younger guys other than Anderson. Um, they still have a lot of depth at every position, except for libero. But whatever, they'll be fine there. And they're playing. I think the main thing is that they're playing in Chicago, in Chicago. Um, yeah. at their yeah. home court. So I think, you know, the, there's the first time they're uh, hosting. I guess uh, the Nations. I, don't know, I shouldn't say the first time because of the Nations League. They they hosted World League, but they, they don't mm-hmm. really host a lot of uh, volleyball tournaments. So especially men's tournaments. So yeah, I, I think yeah. they give it a good show. So I think it's I think it's fair to assume that maybe in in the regular part of the VNL they may not finish first or second. Yes. 
but I think yeah, fair you're enough, right. If enough. they do make, if they do, when it, when it does come time for Chicago, when they call up the big boys, I, I think yeah, I, I could see them being first, second, third and, favorites. And the other thing is USA. A lot of uh, third places over the last couple tournaments, right? I think they want to, you know, get get into the Olympic, uh, get go into the Olympics with a couple wins under their belts, and you know, Nations League is an easy one to do that in. I could see it. I could see it. No argument for me. All right, yeah, so pretty much mostly the same kind of... We So we kind of have that first tier with uh, USA, Brazil, Russia, then France and Poland, Poland-France kind of together. Yep. Canada, Serbia, Iran. Italy. Kind of tier three. Italy for you. I I still I have so many question marks with... like I, I've just seen some of those younger Italian players play. I don't know. I think Italy, there's a high chance they could just, you know, go like three and like two and four in the first two weeks and then they're just like oh whatever i don't care like we don't we don't need to try our hardest anymore there's potential it, for that it, what i will say is that you need for, for italy's sake you need almost you need gianelli nelly antonov and zani candelaro and Belasso to play as much as possible yes for so sure. if you have that core group of what six guys if you're missing maybe one of them, then you could slot in a complimentary piece here and there, but there, there is no wiggle room hey, at, that core at group all. would make Final Six, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think that core group is going to play. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. It's a we'll bit possible, but we'll see. So, so out of any of those teams outside that group, do you think there's any that could sneak in to the top six? I think Argentina can sneak in if it plays... The likes of Uriarte, Conte, yeah. Soleil, Poglahin. Uh, the Checo won't be joining the team until I read until week three. So if if they send some, if if like I said, Uriarte, Conte, Soleil, especially if those three play regularly, I could see them sneaking up. Um, and really, that's it because we know that Sokolov won't be likely won't be playing for Bulgaria, and he is absolutely vital to that team. Um, as for the other teams, I can't really see any of them. What it, yeah, Bulgaria would be the only other one I would I would say, maybe Germany too. Germany, I, I just I they have such a they have a pretty deep team too. A lot of young guys I think that are a little underrated. A lot of young guys, yeah. yeah. No no camp ad though for for the for the first few weeks and right. that that kind of hurts them. But yeah, like like all these tournaments and but I don't think we've seen a team other than you know that kind of eight or nine make a final six appearance in a while. I think the final six has been the same. I think. Last couple of years for them for a long part. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, I think that's a good, you know, preview of the Nations League. Talking about those those top teams. Are you excited for it? Uh, I am. I, I mean, I am excited for it. I, I in general, I like uh, international volleyball more than I do club volleyball, uh, just because of you know the the patriotism involved. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, I mean, I will say obviously, you know, when you get the World Cups and the Olympics, it's it's far more exciting. It's another level, yeah. But I mean, on the bright side, we get to see some younger, some younger guys, some new faces playing. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's any any international, any international volleyball is good volleyball, as far as I'm concerned. I agree. I agree. Yeah, and like you always have those breakout players. Like last year, we had like Yuji Nishida. Like, what a fun story that was. Yeah. No one, no one knew who he was before, and just to come out and be one of the leading scorers of the entire tournament, so fun to watch. Okay, so why don't we talk about some of the big transfers? That have gone down. I wouldn't say all the transfer windows done yet by any means, but I think a, most of the big pieces have moved on by now. 
for the most part yeah yeah, yeah. um so first one we already talked about him a little bit uh Sven Sokolov moving on from Lube to Zenit Kazan wow <laughs> what is coming off of a double finally winning the Italian championship winning the the Champions League now he's moving yeah. to Kazan um I'm honestly I, I think for Zenit he's he's gonna be great you know he fits in with that just humongous front line uh, he's, he's a tremendous blocker tremendous mm-hmm. server so I think he's gonna slot in quite nicely there um for for Lube, I mean, in terms of Lube, I think he's going to be a big loss. And uh, you and I have spoken about Relicki. I mean, he's extremely talented. He's very it's, young. It just seems a couple about... years too early for a exactly. move like this, though. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, it, when when you're Lube, you are almost expected, right, to finish first or second in the Italian league to yep. make the semis of the Champions League. A- anything less than the, the finals is that's a disappointment. It's a disappointment, yeah. So I, I, I do I do kind of worry and I wouldn't be surprised if they if they tried to look for another Italian Italian opposite just to have as a backup in case. Right, but is, is there anyone left on the market? Uh obviously Zaitsev <laughs> have decided to sign for another five years. Yeah, and now that Sabi went to a... now that Sabi went to Shanghai Sabi. that's so maybe Sabi uh for playoffs. Uh Gabriele Nelly um, he he's, in, he's in Piacenza. Oh, right, right, Piacenza. Yeah, he's right. in P- Speaking of Piacenza, I mean, they're all of a sudden, you know, they're promoted. They signed Nelly, they signed Berger from Perugia, Stankovic yeah. from Lube. So they're, they could be a threat next year. And they have Gordini, of course, came over from Zaxa to coach them. I, I like this trend of uh, teams being promoted. And in their first year, they're, they're going all out. Although it didn't end so well for Siena last year. <laughs> yeah, and there was that, there was that Polish team uh, that. They didn't get the Shedrin team that ended up folding. Shedrin, yes. Yeah, so they kind of came, you know, I, I don't know if they were promoted or not, but they I don't know if they're uh, what of... you should look up to. In terms of... Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so let's hope, let's hope Piacenza is a little bit more sustainable. Yes. Um, is it, is it, I think they're technically a different club than the one that... That got relegated a couple re- years well, ago? self-relegated two years ago, yeah. I think so because now they go by the name of gas sales, Piacenza, yeah. whatever that means. So, yeah, I'm not yeah. sure how they do the lineage there, but yeah, who knows? Yeah, so Sokolov to Kazan. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, good, good, good for Kazan. I don't know overall how much this improves them, but you know, he's he's, he's, he's at this point in his career. I think blocking, blocking is his best assets. For sure, blocking uh, and serving. Yep. Yeah, serving. And then another big one, the guy who Sokolov kind of coming in to replace, not 100%, but... To replace his replacement. Replace, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Matt Anderson, the American heartthrob, is going to Modena. Oh, I mean, Modena needs him. Yeah. They've kind of, they've struggled these last few years. I think it's safe to say they're a notch below Lube, Perugia, and Trentino. So they, they, need, a, they were, need someone They to, certainly yeah. were this year. Although, kind of a promising end to the season. Yeah, played a little bit better down the stretch. And, I mean, you know, looking at their team next year, you're going to have Christensen, Zaitsev have re-signed, Anderson, Holt, Rossini, that, uh, Gianni, new coach there as well. So That looks like a pretty good team to me. <laughs> yeah, I think they should. They should Championship uh, material, do you think? Is that a team that could win? Uh, well, now with Sokolov gone, with well, Perugia is going to be coming back with the same team. I don't know if they could win. I think, I think Perugia and... Maybe Trentino. Hard to say. I mean, that that top yeah. four in Italy. It's you're you're splitting hairs. It's <laughs> hard to say. No, hard that to big four. They're they just they just have like the best players in the world at every position. So literally, literally, yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks like Matt Anderson, Bartosz Bednarz, 
are will be the two starting opposites on opening day at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that Anderson. You know, I mean, he could do it all, but at this point, maybe more of a uh, defensive guy than a guy who's gonna, you know, be your main offensive weapon. And Bednor is a guy who, you know, is young, jumps really well, hits really well. And, Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Tina Aaron out though, kind of got to feel bad for him. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. I mean, kind of had a disappointing season last year. Uh, prior to that, he, he played a little bit better than last season, but. Um, what can you say? I mean, yeah. he he's he's getting his money. He's going to Shanghai. He wants to maybe rest before before the Olympics next year and relax a little bit. Yeah, because uh, he's yeah. been in Italy for a long time. You know, he has. Yeah, so you know, a little bit easier of a schedule in China. Yeah. So good for him. All right. So we already talked about kind of Riliki to Lube, but what about their other big addition, uh, Matej Biniak, coming from that's, Zaxa? I think that's huge. I think Biniak is definitely a top five middle in the world right now. He, you know, you put you put him with with Simone there, and I mean, you have you have a, a wall there. I, I think that might be the best middle duo that that we have in the world. Uh, Stankovic yes. is the captain. He's 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 always been the captain of Lube, but he is getting a little bit up there in age, um, and because yeah, he's getting a little bit older. He, for for, the, for that fact, Diamantini and Tester played instead of him, uh, but now you solve that problem. You you bring in Bieniek to play with Simone, and I think they're set in the middle. So it's not often you've seen that a elite team, club team brings in two foreign like elite middles because usually you know maybe you have one elite middle and then you know your token uh, domestic middle because a lot of these leagues have pretty strict foreign player limits. But Lube, interestingly enough, you know they had Stankovic and Simon last year. Stankovic, you know, sat on the bench for most of the year because of that foreign player restriction. How do you think? Uh, what do you think the starting lineup of Lube will be with? Assuming you're starting Relicki, you have your Andrew Leal, Robert Landy, Simon, and Bruno. That's and Bruno, yeah. Yeah, so it's a tough to... Uh... Uh, honestly, I'm guessing that they'll have to sort of pick and choose on a game-by-game basis because I mean, maybe, you know, I'd expect Leal to, to sit a little bit more just because they do have uh, Kovar at that outside position and they signed Randazzo as well. Yeah, I believe Randazzo coming back because they, they had loaned him out for a while to... Uh, Padova, I believe. Padova. Yeah, so I would expect Leal to maybe see see less minutes next year, um, and then again because Tester and Diamantini are there, I don't think that in the uh, in the Italian games that Simone and Bianca are going to play together in every game. But of course, when it comes to Champions League and all these guys could be on the court at the same time, I mean, then then we're talking, right? Yeah, and a signing like this just makes it obvious how much these teams care about Champions League. Like, as much as you want to win the domestic title, I think Champions League is still the the thing that everyone and that's like the number one goal absolutely and 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 i meant you mentioned Riliki earlier i think because bruninho leal simone and bianiak are there i think they really do need kind of an italian alternative so i think there aren't too many more on the market but i would expect them to to be on the lookout well i know the italians lube fans that i've talked to they are really big fans of diego cantagalli Okay. Who is also on the VNL roster? One of the guys that we might see, although they do have a lot of other opposites. But um, yeah, he's still really young. I, he's just turned uh, twenty, I believe. 20. So mm-hmm. maybe a bit young to play in playoffs. But you know, well, to be fair, Red Lake, he is only a uh, twenty-two or twenty-three, I think. So not like there's a huge difference. So yeah, so we may we may see some of him. Yeah, but from time to time, but he's been like on the youth Italian national team. He might play in VNL. So. But yeah, you you would think they want someone a little more proven. We'll see. 
Yep. And then uh, Taylor Sander, American op- or American outside hitter, sorry, going to Moscow. He's kind of completing his world tour. I think he's almost played everywhere at this point. Yeah, he's racking up those air miles. I mean, going from <laughs> going from Brazil to Russia. Uh, yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting. Russia, I mean, the Brazil kind of a quicker tempo, whereas in Russia, kind of slower and higher sets. So it'll be interesting to see how he fits in. Um, Dinamo Moscow have kind of been struggling these last few years. Yeah, they've kind of haven't been one of those elite uh, Russian teams. They've kind of been almost like a tier two kind of kind of a team. Yeah, and they, they they had a whole bunch of issues. I don't know if you remember, uh, Market of course was one of their best players. He had that whole uh, doping right, doping yeah. problem, so the, he was out. But you know, with Sander, they they did sign Zhigolov as well at that opposite position. Maybe they could yeah, improve. Yeah, fine, but I don't I don't think he stands out in the Russian no. league among op- with that's a league that you know you're going up against. An incredible opposite every single night. That's right, and I mean, looking at well, even next year, Kazan, Fakel, uh, Saint Petersburg, Kuzbas, uh, Kuzbas, So yeah. even the, even the addition of Sander may not make them a top four team in Russia. No, but he, he's certainly going to help because you know, oh, yeah. in Santa Cruz Zero, like he, he might have been w- along with Luka Rally, the best player in Brazil last year. Like he he had an unbelievable season. Yeah. Santa Cruz area, a little bit disappointing in the playoffs, but at least regular season, Sander, amazing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But then, and then we talk about his replacements in uh, in Santa Cruz Zero. Gord Perrin, Canadian outside hitter, Captain Canada, and uh, Conte from Argentina. Not a bad outside pairing. No, not at all. And uh, Felipe likely won't be seeing too many minutes anymore. So you have those two. You have Rodriguinho. Um, they signed Otavio as well for a middle. So Sada, I mean, it, it's strange for them to not win the Brazilian league. They're looking to get back on the throne as quickly as possible. Oh, you can tell they did not <laughs> like enjoy that. No. no, they did not like that at all. What, what, what four, three or four straight seasons that they I won think it was the four. Brazilian? Yeah. yeah. And of course, they had all the success at the World Club Championships for a few years. Hmm. So well, I think Felipe, too, like you mentioned, like they they wanted to keep him in the starting lineup as long as they could, but. It was pretty apparent this season. He was like by far their weakest link. I think forty years old now, little old yeah. outside hitter. So yeah, he's. I mean, he's a fan favorite. He's obviously yeah, exactly. a club. He's a club icon, but he just doesn't have it in his legs anymore, unfortunately. And it's not like he's leaving the team. I'm sure he'll still get into a decent number of games. But you know, going from a forty-year-old Felipe to a prime Gord Perrin, not bad. That's not pretty too great. shabby. That's pretty yeah. great. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so club volleyball is going to be really exciting. Maybe another point we could do a more in-depth kind of club team preview, kind of maybe delve a bit deeper into each of the leagues. But mm-hmm. for now, I think it's time to focus on international volleyball. The Volleyball Nations League going to be really exciting. I'm I'm super pumped for it, I believe. Friday, it starts at 4 a.m. our time. Probably a little later for all the Europeans listening. <laughs> Yeah, and this is what international volleyball means that I'm setting my alarm, that I'm not sleeping too many hours, that I'm having to figure out what time it is here when they're playing in Iran, when they're playing in China. So yeah. the routine begins. Yes, it's uh, not if you want to watch all the games, which even I don't think I watch all the games. I try to watch as much as I can, but you're an Iron Man if you can if you watch every single one. Not every single one. I'm, I'm going pr- to prioritize. I, w- I want to watch the Brazils, the USA's, yeah. the Russia's, the Poland's. So. But for those of you listening who are uh, really mad about the FIVB switching from YouTube to their own proprietary streaming service, which was, you know, 
it was annoying, I bet, for a lot of people. But they did decrease the price this year to, I think it was $30 Canadian, so probably about 20 euros, 20 US dollars. And then you get the Nations League, Olympic qualifiers, Club World Championships, and the World Cup. So for men's and women's. So not a bad deal. I know a lot of people were upset about that last year, so I just thought I'd let you know they did do a price decrease this year. That's nice. Yeah, so I mean, hopefully more people could catch yeah. could catch the action. Yeah. Okay, Ogi, thank you for joining me on the 5-1 Volleyball Podcast. Happy to be on, man. Happy to be on. Yeah, it's a pleasure. A good in-depth conversation. I hope uh, everyone enjoyed it. Agreed. All right. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye. Okay.